Hello. Hey guys. How's it going? I'm not Philip? wearing any pants. <laughs> that's, oh God. So I'm you're doing not well. Wearing any pants. I, well, I'm, that's how you're going, Colin. But how are you, Philip? I'm. I'm. I. I have. I have pants on, and and you know that's. And I have pants on Why? now. I've had kind of a rough. Uh, well, not rough. It's just been a. Uh, a, a delayed Eventful. sort of day. I, I got up at two o'clock. Mm. I woke up at two o'clock in in, uh, in in my friend's bed. Um, I was surprised at what time it was because the night before we went on a, a bit of an adventure for my friend's birthday, and and it's we kind of came up with this on a lark. Like I was joking around, and then it was you know as a joke went too far. Um, and so my friend was like. Oh, I've never that, had... that was kind of the, that was kind of the theme though, right? That was right, the right. The, theme. the theme was basically the twenty first birthday party my friend had never had. So, and then, but then she asked me astutely, you know what what does that mean? And I was like, well, you know, you make as many bad decisions as possible. And so, um, to facilitate that, we went to Midtown, which uh, nobody sh- should go to ever, um, ever, and went to ever. a Hooters. In Midtown, <laughs> to which eat nobody should dinner. go to, which ever. nobody should go to ever. But I have to admit, on the way there, I was like, "What kind of people am I going to find here? Like, who goes into the Hooters in Midtown? Like, uh, uh, and tourists? Yeah, and mostly it was people watching. The place was hopping too. It was fucking packed. What? Yeah, yeah. There were people like watching sports and shit, and like I, I. I, I was theorizing that the kind of people who go there are like the people who like, you know, they come to New York, they stay in Times Square and they're like, oh, I'm just going to go out and find somewhere to eat and like, you know, not look anything up, just be walking around. And then, you know, eventually they just get tired and then they're like, ah, fuck it. I want some chicken wings. And then, and then they go to they go to Hooters. Sometimes you just crave some chicken wings. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so I ate, ate a bunch of wings. We, we had a good time. Chicken wings and misogyny. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, it was, it was, you know, a bunch of Williamsburg hipsters, Ernest, well, ironically, eating at a Hooters, um, which which <laughs> which kind of bothers me on the inside. And it, it, it uh, because, you know, I've always believed irony and, and is 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 a circle, not a line. It's, you know, you start out ironic, but then you come right back to earnestness. Mm. Um we were. I we like were go- that. I like we that. I don't in- be stealing that. Yeah, we went in there. We went Same. in there ironically, but then, but then we came all the way back around. It's it's a circle. Um. Anyhow. Uh. And then, then I we- think I think actually it's more like it's more like a ramp. A like ramp. You can keep going around and around. <laughs> like you can ironically, ironically do something, right? Like you can ironically, ironically watch a TV program. Like right. Then you know. Right? Yeah, yeah. You can like. That's just, it's it's ironic to watch it. It's just another spin of the wheel. Of the wheel. It, it's yes. an inner yeah. loop. It's, 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 some, it's some Buddhist shit, right? Like it's the great wheel. Yes, into tighter and tighter circles of like <laughs> jaded cynicism. Um, the, the eightfold path of fuck everything. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and then we left. We go, you know, the next thing we do is, you know, we decide to go do karaoke and we sneak in a bunch of booze and... Um, uh, you know, it was a really good time. We had we had a lot of drinks, had a lot of fun, uh, uh, you know, doing singing and stuff. Some rapping occurred. Yeah, um, you rapped apparently. I rapped. I rapped. I did OPP by Naughty by Nature. Shout, shout, shouts out to Tretch. That's, that's a very um, very good is it, song. Is it Tretch or is it Treach? 
I thought it was Treach. I, I've heard him. I, I don't know. Eminem refers to him as Tretch. Mm. As does Ice-T. Right. I, I believe M and Ice, so <laughs> I'm going to go with, with, with Tretch. Um, also, I don't want to fuck with either of those dudes. No, never. Don't, don't fuck you up. They're both very serious people. <laughs> as, 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 as Cannabis and Amy Mann learned. Yes. <laughs> um, Yo, do you yeah. think they have like some sort of like 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 sort of like club or something that they go to? Like like I have been owned by a rapper, a support and, like, group. They, like, go, like yeah, like a support group or like a counseling class or something like group therapy. <laughs> Hello, I'm Amy Mann, and I accidentally provoked Ice T on Twitter. I was it's yeah, it's just a support group for like victims of one sided beefs. Mm, mm. <laughs> Like people just get fucking destroyed. Yeah. Oh um, God. Yeah. It was... Remember how Cannabis got caught with that fucking like rapping at the battle rap out of that fucking book? Yeah, he brought his like, rhyme book to the rap to the rap battle and was like, "Hold on, hold on!" And everyone's like, "Dude, what are you even doing?" Yeah, I couldn't watch that whole could, thing. like laughed out of existence. Yeah. It was so awkward and embarrassing. Oh God. Yeah. Anyway, so. uh is it was there anything more beyond karaoke oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. well so, so there was karaoke and 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 you guys you guys might know this about me i mean we've all we've all gotten drunk together um mm-hmm. this is when true. i when i get really drunk uh my my southernness really comes out like i i, I start oh, yeah. talking you know real mm-hmm. texas like and this was happening and some of my friends think it's really fucking funny to start mimicking me when i start talking like where i'm from um and, That's bullshit. Yeah, and I was it like, was fuck, "Fuck that!" And then, and then to to reinforce their point uh, and and really show them, I got up and sang, "I've got friends in low places" by Garth Brooks. Nice. So that was fun. Um, Did that have the desired effect? Did you show them? It was excellent. I have to say, I killed it. Excellent. Um, but. <laughs> Well, yeah, I can't was, say I'm familiar with. I couldn't tell you how the song goes, but I've certainly heard it like playing out of lonely <laughs> bars at night. So exactly, it's a good lonely bar song. Like it, it, you know, it was nestled there deep in my subconscious from like millions of times hearing it as a kid, and I was just like, oh, dude, okay, yeah, I gotta dude. let it out. Song lyrics put themselves in there like really deep. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it was, it was you know most of the night. But then you know, we go we we go back to Williamsburg. It's like four o'clock, and I'm like. You know, everybody's still hyped. I'm like, all right, everybody, like, the key to continuing to drink until the sun comes up is keep doing things. And 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 we didn't True. do that. We we went back to my friend's apartment. We all started drinking. And then somebody ordered food. Oh, man. We started watching Reservoir Dogs or something. And then I'd, yeah, then wake up at 2 in the morning. I'm in my friend's bed, and I'm just like, hmm. So, yes, that's why I, I, I'm late to put on pants today. Man, I had... A pants, I won't say a pants crisis, but certainly like a pants uh, event happened. Which a, a was, pants, a pants police action? Um, no, no, that's, that's not really accurate. More like a <laughs> pants reconfiguration. When, so on Saturday, yesterday, it's like 55 degrees uh, in the morning. And like, I check, you know, the, uh, check the weather when I'm, uh, you know, dressing in the morning. I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. I put on these uh, pair of linen pants that I really like. They're comfy as fuck. Mm. and that day linen yeah that day it dropped the temperature dropped by like 31 degrees uh in a single day so like and i'd spend most of it inside clearing up my apartment because it's been terrible after my vacation but uh so i go out late that night 
to, you know, to find some food or something, and it's 19 degrees out there. And let me tell you, you don't want to wear pants when it's linen pants when it's 19 degrees outside. Yeah, oh. no, you most certainly do not. I, I, I imagine the sheer force of the of the shriveling that occurs, the acceleration yeah. that happens, probably shrinkage. feels like there was shrinkage. It probably it probably feels like sitting on your balls. It, it it was it was acutely unpleasant. I mean, I made it like 15 steps down the road, and I was like, "Fuck it, fuck <laughs> it, I'm going back." Like an executive decision, like cut my losses. Do not try to be like the tough man here because it's not going to work out. Yeah, you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want to wage yeah, a, that, a land war a, in Russia. That's not a hard man moment. That's not no. a hard man moment. No, you know sometimes you just have to admit that discretion is a better part of valor <laughs> with regards yeah. to pants. Yeah, dude, it's like it got like fucking freezing in the last like two days. It it started snowing last night just randomly, and we were outside. It, it, it freaked me out. I'm still not. Yeah, used I guess to where it. Uh, Guess where it never fucking snows? Hey. <laughs> Eat it. At least we have seasons. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking um, true. Damn it. It's true. We have one season and it's You have the slightly, mono season. It, yeah, it's 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 called slightly cooler than you wish it was. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Except for it's three like days where like, Yeah, it's it's just always like 10 5 to 10 degrees too cold here yeah just just cold enough to at some point in the day make you regret wearing shorts mm-hmm. you can't wear shorts in san francisco it's just, uh, it's just bullshit. yeah man big advocate of and shorts. the worst the worst part right now is that like all my shoes all of my shoes except for my sandals like need some sort of like repair or upgrade or something <laughs> like like the heels on my like nicer shoes are like really worn down and so it's mad uncomfortable to wear them and i gotta go get that fixed and like my uh my like boots started giving me like fucking blisters and shit i don't know why maybe my feet expanded or like grew or some shit but um anyway yeah so i've been like wearing sandals and it's like way too fucking cold here to wear sandals and yeah man that shit that shit is is bad your toes get all like white and shit yeah, man. No fun. You, you lose you lose a lot of heat, a heat, a lot of heat that way from from your extremities yeah. and, and your head. You know, I, yeah, I oh yeah, as you well know, I can't go outside like this. I I, I guess we got to talk about this. I mean, you know, we we're we're at the forefront of a discourse about uh, privilege with regard to head size. Right, mm-hmm, we are mm-hmm. raising awareness about yeah. small head privilege. I mean, and and I, you know, I'm an ally, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, you're you're a fine fine ally. Both of you are. Um, hey man, and... no, I'm 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 in that book. I, I don't have it. I have I am uh, more privileged than you, but uh, mar- marginally, marginally, um, marginally small head but, privilege. But yeah, this is this is like the first time in my life where I cannot like if it's if it's below like fifty degrees outside, I cannot go outside where, without wearing some kind of hat, or else I get really really cold. And I've asked other balding men, and like I'm like, do you do you get cold when you're not wearing a hat? And they're like, no. I'm like, what the fuck? And I think I think it might be that the the surface area of my head means I lose more oh, heat. Oh man, I can believe it. And you gotta like up your like toke game or something like that, right? Like, <laughs> like, toke things like the ski hats. Yeah, no, dude. I I have like I have like a formal ski hat now. <laughs> nice. 
I have, I have like my black tie beanie. Nice. So I'm so not yeah, at that point yet, but that's 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 the life I'm living. It's rough, man. It's rough. I was thinking, if you averaged out postmodem hair, like the hair content between <laughs> the three of us, I think we all have a regular amount of hair. I think that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Colin's Colin's very thick. What are you head trying to say? <laughs> I'm saying you have too much hair, Colin. We're saying we're, we're going to redistribute to the fuck out of your hair. Oh shit! Twilight <laughs> of the hair elites. Yes. <laughs> It's gonna be rough and hopefully violent. No, no, no violence, please. <laughs> oh, I'm just imagining you guys like literally tearing my hair out and like gluing it to your head. Victory! That shit will be, be fucked up. Can, That's some like Silence of the Lamb shit. Can Can I ask you guys about something? Yes, always. Um, yeah. The, the you know the, the the new consoles came out recently and like none of us none of us have one right like we're yeah, all it's like true. We're all like, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, mid, we're all in our mid twenties. We we're all men of, uh, we have, you know, we have means, and we none of us yes, bought a new mean. console. And um, you know, I think we all we're all we're all into video games. Um, I feel I don't know that I, I think we True. talked about this before. The existential crisis of being like, play video games as much as you used to, or especially like you know, this is like it's like a, it's like the presidential election. Like every few years, this rolls around, the new console thing comes around, and you're like, this is the first time. I I gave zero shits. I don't know. I'm, I feel like I, feel I don't like know if I, I've I'm changed or they've changed. I feel like I'm fairly consistent in my attitudes towards video game consoles. Like since the last, starting with the last generation, I kind of took this approach where like, when there's a game I want to buy, then I just buy the like. If I'm like, I would spend sixty dollars on that game, I buy the game. And then if I don't have the console, I buy the console. Uh-huh. Because if there's one game mm-hmm. that I want, there's probably going to be other ones. Right? Yeah, that's, that's possible. So, like, I just, I just wait until there's a game that looks like, all right, I want to own that game. And, yeah. like, there's not another game that I want to play instead or whatever. Like, so it's worked out pretty well. And that's my plan with these, these next, you know, the next generation of consoles. Right. I'll probably be getting a Wii U pretty soon because Super Mario 3D World looks fucking awesome. Nice. Uh, I want to actually try and play it, like, in real life, but, like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get it. Dude, I'm so mad, though, though that that, like, Ocarina, uh, the uh, uh, Majora's Mask Wii U bundle wasn't real. Oh, the dude, fuck? that image, it was perfectly photoshopped. Yeah, my, it was... my, my co-worker, Peter Hages, shout out to Peter Hages. Um, Let's back but, up and explain to the listeners what's portrayed here and the emotional Yeah, I, I, was, just about, I was just about to do that. Oh, excellent. I was just about to, yeah. Explain so it to me, too. He posted this image on Twitter. You saw this. Did I? This, yeah, you did. This, so it's, it was a, an image somebody mocked up of a Wii U bundle themed like it was to be packaged with the game Majora's Mask remade in HD, Mother which doesn't exist. Fucker. And that bundle doesn't exist. But someone like mocked it up. And it's like, it's all purple and shit. It's like, it's fucking ill looking. Like it, It's look, really I said, gorgeous. It's really I, well photoshopped. I said on, on, in the thread on Twitter... That I would buy that price tag unseen. Like I would just hand over my credit card and be like, give me one. I don't care how much it costs. Because it looked fucking sick. It had a purple like Wii U controller and it had all these like cool little like decorations on it that like kind of made it look like something out of the game. Like had like some ocarinas on it, had like the mask. It was it was fucking sick looking. 
It really was. It was awesome. So shout out to Peter Hages for, for seeing <laughs> that and thinking of me. That sounds amazing. Rules. I don't know. I definitely gave getting a PS4 some thought, but realized that I have like eight games to beat on the PS3 before I do so. And like with every video game that I have left unplaying, my like general level of discontent rises. <laughs> so I didn't want to stack a whole new console on top of that. Like I'm going to try and beat these freaking games, beating Assassin's Creed 4, which is good and fun. It has a lot of sailing, good sailing though. <laughs> um, I've got. We, we, like, didn't have we talked about this on the podcast though? I don't think we I, have. Yeah, yeah, we totally about, talked about. We about definitely sailing? talked about sailing. Yes, absolutely. No, 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 not, not about sailing, but the Assassin's Creed sailing and Assassin's Creed Four. Um, no, no, no. I don't we think we talked, talked about, it. about it on the podcast. No. So, like in Assassin's Creed Three, there was also sailing, but my contention is that in Assassin's Creed Three. The sailing felt less like you were sailing a ship, which it did in in Wind Waker, I will point out. It really felt like you were actually controlling the ship and sailing around through the waters and very immersive. Whereas in Assassin's Creed, the sailing felt more like you were playing line up the target mini uh, mini game. Like you might as well have been playing Pong. Like there was, you know, <laughs> it was totally disconnected from what was happening in the graphics, like the controls you would have to input. Like it was totally, it didn't feel immersive. No, you, and I think you're totally right. It was a mini game. It was like something they yeah. did on the side. But I think in I think they heard the player response to the uh, to the sailing, which was like gen generally like why isn't this more in the game? And so now right. Assassin's Creed Four is like it's very open world in that you've got a ship and you can sail anywhere, and it's you have to sail through storms and handle tidal waves, and you can like Dude, see this sounds dope. It's dope as hell. And you know what? You know what game did this also really well was The Wind Waker. No, dude, you didn't have... Did, did you have storms in Wind Waker? That's a good question. Were there storms? I don't... I definitely don't remember I, I, playing I feel any like, storms. I feel like there were some sort of, like... The, the sea would change, though, yeah, sometimes. There, 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 there were like sea changes. No, in this one, there are very definitely <laughs> storms, and you have to, like... You have to, like, position your ship so that you don't get owned by gigantic waves and shit. Do, you have, a, oh, do you have a cannon? Wait, wait, did you... Oh, you have so yeah. many cannons. Oh my god, dude. But wait, 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 hold on. This reminds me of, of something that's really relevant that we should talk about. Mm -hmm. um, so Blizzard came out with this game called Heroes of the Storm. Isn't that their like League of Legends style thing? Right. And so uh, this guy on this website, Rock Paper Shotgun, was doing an interview with some Blizzard PR guy about this. And sort of towards the end of the interview, he asked him, like, hey, what's up with, like, you know, the, like, all, all, like, just like in Dota and League of Legends, like, there's, like, all these, like, scantily clad women all over the game. And it's, like, this is totally unnecessary. Like, it's basically, like, a, a power defense game, essentially, right? Like, so he's, like, what's up with all these, like, scantily clad ladies in this game? It seems like that's not, you know, particularly inclusive, right? You know? It's mm -hmm. kind of it's kind of shitty, and the PR guy got really like he got really cold. He was like, "Yeah, we uh we don't want to talk about that," and like you know he the guy kept kind of pushing him. He's like, "Well, why not?" Like you know this is a legitimate question. Like, and they like cut him off and like had him had a it was just really shitty. And like and then the guy wrote a really good article in response to it too. He was talking about you know just exactly why this is so awful and like how like you know in in the like League of Legends and like Dota 
defense of the ancients like game communities there's a lot of like awful shit said towards women and you know they get people using like all sorts of derogatory words yep, and stuff like that it's pretty bad it's pretty bad so and he was saying like especially in light of that like you know like it it seems awful and it's it's you know it's just like it it it's it's one of these things where it's like you know, you got people on the one hand saying, like, they get mad when people like Ebert say, you know, video games aren't art. And they demand to be, that video games are taken seriously, right? But on the other hand, when anybody does any sort of analysis or criticism of, of video games and tries to point out, like, hey, this game, you know, th- there's some problems in what it's saying. Like, it's not, you know, yeah. it, it's, it, it's not particularly enlightened or, you know, it, it got kind of a shitty, sending kind of a shitty message. People then co- go around and say like, "Well, it's just a game. So it right. doesn't have, there's no message to it. Like this is bullshit. Like you know, just lighten up, man. Enjoy it. Well, you can't have yeah. it both ways, right? Like yeah, they definitely want to have demand... their cake and eat it too. Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's, either uh... you gotta fucking like stand your ground and defend your your game, and uh, you know if you want it to to be taken seriously as criticism, you gotta be able to take the take the blows, right? Like you know, and you gotta be able to like think about what what message you're sending and what what when someone looks at the game, what, how they're going to interpret it and what that's going to, what that's going to make the players feeling and feel of, you know, all sorts of different backgrounds and people, how people are coming to it. Yeah. Cause it's and not, it's, you know, absolutely. it's not like, you know, like, like it or not, like, I know it seems like it, but male is not the default, like white male, you know, everything, you know, all the other qualifiers you want to add to that. Right. Like that's like, you know, it only seems like that's sort of the default setting just because of the way our society is set up, right? Like, there's nothing, like, there's not significantly more white male dudes than there are of other things. I mean, there's plenty of other people with plenty of other backgrounds, yep. you know. And, I and think like, can... excluding those people is just fucking dumb. It's bullshit. It's just simply, like, it's just, it's just wrong. Yep, I think you can explain this very simply, actually, by when you consider what gamers want when they say oh video games are art they don't mean that they don't mean uh treat this medium as one capable of producing art they mean like these things exactly as much as i do yeah and so when people when people say you know oh look at this problematic aspect of the game they don't realize that there that this is a step in discourse that the requirement of anything even being considered for art is that you can talk about what's bad about it they view it as oh you're changing the game that i love so much yeah right exactly right it's like yeah so if have you guys watched the most recent uh women versus tropes in video games video it's super good i yeah. have not i'm behind on that but i definitely I watched it, it so this the most recent one is about is about it's about uh what 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 she calls the miss male character phenomenon so like miss pac-man or right. like you know how just like it 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 made me so like upset because like not at her but like in agreeing with her just like how like it's like you know you have like like think about like toadette right like all those toads like because Toadette is the only one that gets these this crazy, like super stereotypical female like identification on her, right? Like she's pink, she's got braids, she's like, you know, it's like that means that all those other toads are dudes. Like fuck that. Like why can't some of them nightmares. be? Why can't they just look like they could be either one? Like you know, it doesn't matter, right? Like 
why don't they all just look like toads? Like, and some of them are dudes and some of them are not dudes. Like, that's how it works in the real world. Like, you got a wide range of people looking all sorts of different ways. You know, uh, not every lady you see has, like, crazy eye makeup and giant eyelashes and, like, you know, huge lipstick and, like, gigantic legs and, like, you know, a a huge bow on her head and, like, high heels and shit. But in video games, that's what you see, right? There's, you know, and she talks about this and it's, 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 like, it just made me so, I'm, like, I was just real steamed. Yeah. Yes. But steamed like, in that, oh, I couldn't agree with you more way. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. Actually, exactly. That, that all, that kind of segues nicely into something I've been very, very, very salty about. Um, Go for it. Uh, and it's, and, it, and it's generally about critique. And basically my, my, my hypothesis is that like, uh, I guess what what I'll call positivity culture is both poisonous, dangerous, and borderline abusive, um, and I will say why. So, right. what, I, what I'm talking the about first is like define, right, define your terms. Uh, that's that's what I'm doing. Um, Good. And um, so, like, yeah, I'm talking about like you know just general attempts to like kind of tone police people, just like you know, um, for instance, like just trying to quiet any criticism of them, of something like for instance like you see this shit at like certain conferences where people are like oh no nobody say anything negative we're all just here like why can't you just be positive man like um and you, you know the word you, you guys know me the word some people uh might throw the word cynical at me occasionally um that's why this makes me salty um <laughs> but it's you know it's it's an attempt to and it's basically like gaslighting people i mean you you're telling people how to feel you're telling them the only reaction that's that's allowed is positive, and if they have one that's not, then and you're kind of gaslighting them. You're making them feel like they have they're having an invalid response to a situation. Like if it, I, like it's like my friend my friend's uh, drama teacher used to say like hate is a valid response as long as you can explain it. Like like you have every right to feel negative about things and to express that. Hell yeah. Yeah, I couldn't could not agree more. The amount of tone policing, especially in the tech community, is really just astonishing. Right. Um, yep. And, it, and the worst part is like when people assume that you're angry because you have a ne- you know what I mean? Like because you have a, like a strong negative opinion about something. Right. And like, why are so you so angry? Well, like, no, I'm not angry. I'm totally calm. Right. I've just got no. I've just got. I just disagree. Right. And very got, strongly. I got and feelings. And so the fuck, what if I'm angry? I have every fucking right to right. be angry. I'm angry right, but because you I don't care. Know. Right, but you don't know. That's the thing, right? Like, you, you yeah. can't put emotions in somebody else's, like, heart, mouth, whatever. Right. Like, you, 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 it's not valid for you to do that, like, to assume that you can tell exactly, yeah. especially on the internet when you're only communicating in fucking tweets and shit, like, what someone's emotional response to something right. is. like. Yeah, and... And it is it is a tactic. I mean, whether it's conscious or not, it's it's just a way of kind of it's like a thought terminating cliche. Like it's like, oh, you're just angry. Well, right, because you're right, exactly. That you're trying to instead of dealing with the person's argument directly, you're trying to invalidate their argument by saying, well, you know, it's not logical. You're having an emotional response to this. Like, yeah, right. as, as argument, though truth can't which come is bullshit out of because responses. they're they're not addressing your actual thing that you're saying. Yeah, they're sidestepping and, it. It's 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 just it's funny yeah it it is really pervasive like especially in our industry I and mean, like and you see it you know especially with regard to, you know people talking about um, the the kind of really 
shitty shitty position like women are in in our industry like or so yeah, or any dudes. sort of marginalized group right yeah like, any marginalized yeah. group and but like then you, you even see it with stuff like you know yeah like it's like you know at a conference like i think it was like xoxo or some shit like that like uh, some people or or even like brooklyn beta like people were like oh like some people were like oh this kind of sucks like you know these things were wrong with this conference this year like you know like hey maybe we should talk about like the way we select attendees or like or even like how we chose the venue and speakers right and then people the people the organizer like hey 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 there's no need to publicly criticize us that's not cool man like go fuck yourself yeah like if you put on like if you put on an event and charge people money for it and people say hey i have some feedback and that feedback is not positive, and you you're like, I just don't want to hear it. That's bullshit. Yeah, like that's terrible. I, and 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 the really annoying thing is like these people generally get off so hard on like the positive feedback, like people just stroking them off. Like if you're gonna take that, you have to take the other side of the criticism. Right. It's like it's like uh, it's Harvey Keitel and, and and Pulp Fiction, right? Right. <laughs> Let's not start sucking each other's dicks just yet. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> That, that line is so good. Yeah. And the way he delivers it, too, is just like... It's magical. He, he's so good in that movie. He's so good. Like, although I do feel like that they kind of... It's kind of obvious that they really wanted to cast De Niro and they couldn't get him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is it just me? Is it just me? No, or or no. is this kind of like... they Like, you got to imagine that Tarantino was just like, okay, look, Harvey, like you're an awesome actor and we're really happy to be working with you. But like, can you just like close your eyes and pretend to be De Niro for like, (laughs) you're, you're a supporting actor. Like just, just roll with this. Okay. Like, you know, of course that, uh, it was Harvey Keitel's acting coach that like got the script and was like, Oh my God, this movie. And like sent it around to like Travolta and Willis and Jackson. Like, oh shit! So, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was it, like that's the because re- like Tarantino was a no name at the time, and that bo- movie was filmed for yeah. not a lot of money. Yeah, uh, I think didn't like Harvey Keitel and Quentin Tarantino go visit like John Travolta personally or something. Yeah, and he he like wasn't interested or something, and then yeah. they can and uh, you guys they know about cajoled him into it. Do you know about the other guy who who was involved in writing it? Roger Avery. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wrote like a bunch of it. Like he wrote like about half of the movie. Like you know, because it's all like you know those sort of disconnected stories, right? Like, and he wrote about half of them. Uh, yeah. I think he wrote the Bruce Willis one, and then maybe I don't know. Remember which one of the other ones he wrote? Um, like the part with Bruce Willis and like the whole like fucked up shit with the like whacked out Southern guys in the pawn shop and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, that was Rod. I think that was Roger Avery's part. Not hundred percent sure, but like, yeah. uh, he. I watched his his uh, adaptation of the Bruce uh, Bruce Brett Easton Ellis movie, um, Rules of Attraction. So I want to talk about the new Eminem record. Nice. I really liked it. I didn't expect to like it because, frankly, I thought that he was over the hill, but he actually sound. He's actually delving into areas psychologically uh that are interesting for and he's sort of telling and similar to nas who is also you know an older dude um and who released another really good album recently was it this year yeah it was this year um 
and they both had to tap into different parts of their like emotional experience to yeah. make a compelling album in you know the hyper competitive young young person's game that is yeah. uh rap so i was super impressed yeah and i was i was saying that to somebody recently um you know they were complete they're like i haven't listened to the new m record yet like is it just going to be more of the same like they were just very skeptical and i was like come on listen to it like and 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 the best example I could think of of him kind of breaking somewhat new ground, like, is... I mean, there are lots of them, but... And the thing that just kind of shocked me is, like, there's basically an apology to his mother on the album. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's that's pretty amazing. Like, I would have never guessed that. Yep. Yeah, he hated her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was what I think... That's one of the things that I think got everyone's attention, because before Eminem, like nobody had gone on tape and said fuck my mom like yeah i hate her people had done that about their dads all the time but like nobody had ever like laid into their like just been so vicious to their mother like over and over again that it was yeah. really shocking i think nobody had ever really yeah. done that and you know he's so he's so candid on the i like like the first like the first like kind of like stan sequel like mm-hmm. like that's fucking amazing like he, he's yeah, just very it, candid about like this is the environment I'm releasing this record into. I'm I feel like I'm over the hill. I'm worried as hell. Like when he talks mm-hmm. about like he he was worried about dissing like Kanye and Lil Wayne. Like he was like I would have gotten murdered. Like mm-hmm. uh, he t- and he uh, he talks about feeling uh, feeling he feels apologetic. You can tell for sort of falling into his like bullying and homophobic uh, roles that he did throughout his lifetime when he yeah. was like and he feels because he was bullied really bad as a child because he grew up in you know an abject poverty um and it's really interesting to hear him he i wouldn't say that he really apologizes but he certainly he brings it up yeah um and he hasn't lost it he hasn't lost a step technically uh, uh, oh, at all hell no like i'm fucking uh, rap god i'm I'm just like how are you even shit, doing that I know it's yeah, not possible. Rap God is just like an. I, that's the only track I've heard from the album, and but fuck, it's like that's a crazy track. It is really insane. Like really, the only thing you can say it, about that track is, like, was any was that ever in doubt? Like, <laughs> he's top five all time. Like everybody knows right. that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you any like modern like you know contemporary rapper. You ask them who the best rappers are. There's a pretty good chance they're going to list M on that list. Like, yeah, yeah. If they don't, they're lying. Like or Danny they just, Brown like, didn't want to. Yeah, like at that yeah. moment, right? Like, but yeah, no. Danny Brown, Earl, uh, Kendrick, Ken- you know. Kendrick Lamar even says that. Uh, yeah, Kendrick. M yeah. is the best. Yeah, yeah. Redman. Um, yep. In the art of rap, <laughs> is like M is the best. <laughs> yeah, dude. And what's cool is that Redman is Eminem's oh, yeah, favorite I MC. That. Um, nice, co-recursive. Yes, it is co-recursive. <laughs> but I mean, that's I think like I think you can make the argument that there have there have been like more in, there have been more important rappers and there have been like better storytellers mm. and there have been like funnier rappers or not very many, uh, but like no one's ever rhymed words better than him. Like he is the best rhyme Smith of all time. Like easily. Yeah. I can't think of anybody who comes close to just the variety and density that he does. 
Yeah. And like, it's also his, his, the other thing about M that really always blows me away is like how metrically aware he is and how like cohesive it is, like mm -hmm. from a metrical standpoint, right? Like he's always just nailing the meter. Like it always sounds yeah. just like, you know, it just sounds so natural. Like he never forces shit, but it always all works out. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's really almost insane. like, and that's why it almost sounds like he's just like kind of talking because it's just. He's just really natural about being able to fit the words into those patterns. And then you listen to it and you're like, wait a minute. There's like the meter between those two lines line up perfectly. Yeah. And he's saying completely different words. And then he rhymes, a lot, you know, the last like two or three of them. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he's just unbelievable. I, I, I think it's it, it's always fun, at least in my mind, because I have a weird definition of fun to compare uh, rappers to like basketball players because um. Uh, just right the environments are so competitive and i think you know eminem is like jordan in that there were more athletically talented people than jordan though not many and there were like better technical shots and flashier players but like michael jordan just wanted to win like every single game all the time and like so does eminem he just Do you wants remember to that be game the win remember that game where jordan played with the flu that's yes. amazing that's the have you i love yeah. reading like long like es like sports and like not not uh, sports center like espn magazine articles about that game uh because like everyone's like oh look at jordan he's limping along and like hallucinating on the sidelines because he has the flu and then he God. wins that just like just reading about that t scares the shit out of me like <laughs> you have yeah, to dude, I... you have to perform at like the highest level of athleticism while with the flu while having the flu yeah i think jordan yeah, is like, like deranged like, i recently had I recently had like a kind of a cold and like I show up to work on, it was like Monday or so, like two weeks ago. And like, um, I couldn't even understand human speech. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, I had to like all of my like brain processing power was devoted to like, like interpreting a word, storing it with the other words in that sentence. And then making sure that the sentence was like, properly parsed and i could understand the words the other person was saying and i had no room left over for you know trying to like think about what they were saying or come up with a response or anything like that and it was i was just like hmm i am sick this yep. is not bode yeah. well and like then i like the next two days i was out but like it was uh i can't imagine trying to play basketball in that right. state like yeah. holy I mean, shit Last year, I had the flu, and I remember being, like, you know, laying on my couch, I'm like, oh, I'm bored, like, you know, I couldn't work, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll play a video game, like, I, like, I play a video game for, like, five minutes, and I'm like, fuck, man, that wore me out, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> like, I feel, that feels like, I feel like a subhuman compared to Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yep, it's, it's rough. Uh, I turn into a gigantic baby whenever I get sick. I just like I just throw a tantrum. I swear, like I have I have to take like Twitter, like I have to put it in like a folder where I won't see it because otherwise I'll just get on Twitter and I'll just moan about how being sick is terrible yeah. and I hate it. Internet, bring me pancakes. Yes, it's rough, man. It's rough. I did have the flu at a conference that I had to speak at. So. I remember that. I was that was oh dude. I was I was so there. so yeah. nervous the whole time that we were hanging out. I was like, God, if Patrick gives me the fucking bird, the fucking swine flu, I'd be so pissed. 
I had the swine flu. It's true. <laughs> that was where we all it met, was, it, wasn't it? Was it? Yep. Yeah. Um, I had met. Uh, that was when I. That was where I met you, Colin. I had yeah. met Philip beforehand. We had met the Yeah, before. that was where I met you. Okay. But yeah, and I yeah, was like, well, I, also I was. Met Philip I, there I missed too. the. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I missed the whole second day of that conference because I was. I had to. I went upstairs and I wrapped myself in like blankets and I just sweated all out. And like I was well enough to like give. And of course, my presentation was the last one. Yeah. And it was it fucking was awesome. Great. Oh, well, thank you. It was a long time ago now that I think about it. Uh, you know, I, maybe, maybe it helped because, I mean, you, you, got, you got pretty it – was, it was a pretty salty talk. I mean, I, 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 did, I was did, pretty did, mad. Did, did, have, did having the flu help um, with your saltiness? I would – no. I mean, eventually, you know, because I was so nervous at the start. I had never spoken in front of many, that many people before, again, and I probably still haven't. But, uh, you know, you know how it is when you complain about technology and that presentation was essentially just like a big, long complaint? And you know when you just kind of get into it oh yeah man and like, yeah and like the world melts the, away the, and you're just in like the whiny zone yeah, the, the dimension of wine the adrenaline Dude, right the I, adrenaline you get pumped it's you get like it's yeah. keyed up you start like yeah you you started on like that fucking like old time religion like fire and brimstone kind of shit and like and i know this because I, I i have given a sermon in the southern baptist church that's what it feels wow. like wow Holy wow, shit! I'm... I didn't know that. What? Yeah, yes. dude. Did you, did you guys? Did I Podcast tell you guys comes to a screeching halt. Tell us more. No. Yeah, yeah. When I was when I was fifteen years Never old. Never heard about this. When Holy I was fifteen shit. years old, um, the, the the pastor of my church asked me to deliver a sermon, and I did. Awesome. Um, and well, your brother, your family you has about? many members in the clergy, correct, Philip? Yes, that is correct. My older brother is a Southern Baptist pastor. Uh, my my father's a deacon. My uncle's a pastor. There, it's just it's pastors all the fucking way down. Um, <laughs> except for me. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're you're like but, a tech. You're like a techno priest. <laughs> he doesn't talk about the singularity as much as he should. A techno priest. That, a like, techno yeah, techno. Like I like that. That'd, that'd um, be a good. Uh, but, that'd be a good bio. Techno but yeah, priest. it's like. Dude, that's yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, like I, I well, mostly I did it and like you know I I was conflicted about uh, our belief system uh, growing up uh, all the time. Uh, but you know this was strong. This was very much a like I I want to do this to impress my dad thing. Mm. Like this was Aww. expressly for dad, my father's approval. Um, and Aww. and. Uh, but yeah, like and, and like you know, looking back, like it was actually you know within within the framework of Southern Baptist theology, which is a very small box. <laughs> yes, uh, um, <laughs> it bordered it, it it crossed into what they might describe as liberalism, which I might just call not being racist or bigoted. Mm-hmm. Um. It got. I I moved as close to that line as I could, um, and then I made a bunch of jokes. Like it was kind of part stand-up comedy too. Like there was. I made a poop joke. I made a poop joke in church. I I I made a poop Amazing. joke. Amazing. Right. Yeah. This um, that's the episode title right there. Yep. <laughs> that's a good no, con- no contest. No contest. I I made a poop jerk. <laughs> poop, poop jokes joke in, in church in, in front of the entire <laughs> gathered congregation. Um, Did they laugh? Yeah, yeah, I got big laugh. Um, what did you uh, say? It killed? Yeah, lady. lady uh, 
afterwards um it, it, it was amazing i gotta say like I, it's a, a weird thing people are always surprised when they, they they find out i've done this but it is a very funny thing and it was pretty rewarding like you know i remember standing there like i had to stand there in the back as like people were exiting the church and, like people came up like good job good job like you know uh i, I gained my older brother's approval that day that was good um mm. but then like the the best part was the old people like this like little like you know one of the, the patriarchs he like he comes like ambling up to me and he's like puts his hand on my arm very gingerly and he's like son you're what was it he's like you're like you're like the boy whose food whose lunch was turned into like you know the loaves and fishes for everybody he's like you brought you you brought you brought only a little bit but it fed many and i was like that's a pretty good compliment like, I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Jesus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I like how we've said, we, yeah, we, we've was, said that so many times um, on the podcast. And then at this one point, you're like apologizing for blasphemy. Like this one time. Well, at, yes. the, no, at, at, at the time. At only, I, I, this is, this is, I'm like oh, ret- I retconning. I um, see. Yeah. Uh, but. But yeah, I wore a tie. Uh, it was, it was, it was, I was, I think that was the, that was the first time I ever wore a tie. Um, so what did you speak about? Um, it was, uh, I think it was Romans chapter six. I have to look on the internet. Yeah. I got nothing, man. We stopped going to church when I was like 10. And then Dude, I was I, like, I'll, I was I like, go, mom, I, is there a God? My family's like, unit- no. I, can go, like, I can go hard on some Bible knowledge. My family's Unitarian. Yeah. You, your, your guys's religious attitude is. We, yes, we ex- literally and expressly <laughs> have no creed. Right, yeah, it was okay. I remember it now. Yeah, it was. It was one of the early chapters of Romans, but um, it was it was about kind of the uh, the equivalency of all sin and the fact that um, nobody, no, basically the the idea that nobody is righteous, so nobody can, nobody has any right to be an asshole to like somebody who's gay. Or somebody's getting an abortion, or any of this stuff, which is kind of a very liberal hippie idea in the context of the Southern Baptist Church. <laughs> mm. um, mm. And, uh, but I made my case the best I could, and 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 nobody seemed to be the wiser that so, that there was a slightly uh, there was a seed of a countercultural idea that passed through their minds that day. Well done. Well dude. done. And I, I I you know you, you know it's it's you know like you, you just dress it in a poop joke. Yeah, I mean that's that that's how it works. You, that's that, that's the, you, you open open you kick open the door to somebody's mind with a poop joke. Agreed. Agreed. Just poop everywhere. <laughs> that's what my mind is filled with. Poop. Just everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, those, uh, those were good times. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? I'm staying at oh. home, man. I'm staying at home. Um, I have the whole week. I had the whole week off from work actually. So, uh, shout out to my employer for being awesome. Um, and so like, I'm just going to stay here and like clean my apartment, do finish unpacking, uh, play a lot of video games, read books, watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z, which, which yes. Philip and I have done. Yes. We did that early, a couple of days ago. We got on 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 Facetime and we watched yeah. some Dragon Ball via, Z via telepresence. Yeah, it was great. You know that show is that show is legit. That show is so dope. Like if yeah. you're if you're gonna hate on Dragon Ball Z, 
Get need fucked. It. Yeah, get the fuck out. Like, I don't even yeah. care. Like, the filler as, is still entertaining. Like, it wouldn't be the same without the... Like, as someone said... As someone said about, uh, about Nevermind, uh, if you don't like it, you're ju- A, you're just trying to be cool, and B, you're, you need to try harder. <laughs> oh! It's Damn. like it's so like people talk shit. They're like they're like oh you you know you spend fifteen episodes powering up, but you watch that shit. You know that because you watched all those episodes. It's fucking awesome. Because it was compelling yeah, as hell. It was so compelling, dude. It's so good. Like even the filler is like that's the problem with Dragon Ball Kai, right? <laughs> they is that, cut that it shit out. moves too fast. It's like I've never they I, cut out the, the suspense. Yeah, Dragon Dragon. They cut it out. Dragon Ball. They, there's no suspense. Dragon Ball Kai is Dragon Ball without the foreplay. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's a wham bam thank you man approach to Dragon Ball. I'm not. That's I'm also not down an with episode that. title right there. <laughs> um, Dragon Ball without the foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> No, that shit was like dude, I remember I programming. Watching the, I'm watching the Cell Saga right now, dude. That's the best one. The it's saga. the best one. We argued about this, right? We all argued about it's, this. It's certainly, it's cert, yeah, it's certainly the most epic. But I feel like the story really takes the most exciting and interesting twists and turns during the Boo Saga. It's certain like, that's that's certainly like, like the largest kind of like, scope one. It, yeah, right, like. It's the most like you know like you can tell that the the he's taking on a bigger story. He's trying to tell and do more in the Boo Saga, whereas in you know the Cell Saga, it's definitely it's very it's fairly linear. And it's also like there's this whole like you know uh, it's kind of spoilers, right? But like there's this whole thing about how like Goku is like really calm about the whole, the Cell games, and he's like it'll be fine, don't worry about it. And like meanwhile, there's actually this pretty like. This pretty like compelling and like scary sort of like thing about you know Cell's gonna destroy the whole world and like that actually gets pretty like that gets deep. That's scary. And like Goku's like, yeah, whatever, it'll be okay. And like you don't know, you're like, why is Goku so calm? And like, you know, he's like, No, I don't think I can beat Cell. Like, and you're like, what's going on? And it turns out, and of course, you know, that he's like, Oh yeah, Gohan is like a million times stronger than me. He'll be able to like whoop Cell's ass no problem. <laughs> right? And like Going through it again, you're like it's kind of not, it's not as right. suspenseful because you you're like, well, okay, Gohan. Obviously, we all know now about, you know, how he's gonna like, how badass yeah. he is. Wreck shop. Um, it's very uh, similar to the uh, Iliad or the and like in that compared to say the Odyssey, which is more about like, you know, one guy's like emotional, you know journey as well as sweet action sequences the Iliad's just like and then there was a fight and then there was another fight and then it was badass as hell uh like nice yeah it's true it's all it's very uh kicking ass oriented yeah dude have definitely have we have we ever talked about cowboy bebop dude no and we need to talk about cowboy bebop i also got to talk about trigun trigun yeah remember that that shit's amazing, dude. I like, haven't seen Trigun in years, like a decade. But let's let's go back to to, to Cowboy Bebop, though. Yeah, like I watch that, that shit, shit sometimes like, while I'm working. That is like it's some of the best, just of anything ever. Right. Like, yeah. The so English many... dub is so good. The English dub is great. Yeah, it has and it has so many things that I love. Like it's like you know it's got it's got nice jazz music and like the music is kung, so good kung fu oh, and yeah. detective stuff and like hard boiled shit and there's like one episode shit. where like 
They it's have also like ro- in like, space. It's also the techno, all in space. Like they have like that kind of like vaguely like John Applewhite style cult, like um, yeah. In that one episode, like yeah, that, uh, there's corgis. It, it's too bad. Yeah, it's too bad that show is so short. Like that's the yeah. only thing that sucks. Like that show should be that show should have 190 or 293 episodes or whatever. Fuck yeah. And it's another great yeah. show, Ghost in the Shell. Oh yeah. Dude, Ghost in the Shell. Well, like the, the SAC or the original or like both. All of them. Just all of it. They all never, of them. Yeah. yeah. It's all so I gotta good. get back into I, that shit. I never saw Ghost in the Shell 2. I gotta get um, on that because I think I've seen a smattering of it, but not the whole thing. You guys remember this seen, weird sort of... I don't of, think I finished Standalone Complex, but I finished the first arc, definitely. You guys, do you guys remember this, 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 it was sort of a, like a, it was like an OVA, uh, called like Armitage three or something like that. It was very like directly ripped off from, from ghost in the shell slash William Gibson. Yeah. The name found sounds familiar. Nope. I rented nope. it from block. I rented it from blockbuster back in the day. I literally like rented it off the shelf at blockbuster. Dude, blockbuster went out of it, business. It, Did you see that? The other day? Gone. It's yeah, gone. They're gone. It's just no more. What was up with that name, though? What was up with the name Blockbuster? Yeah, I mean, I know what it's referenced to, but, like, why is the the term, like, a Blockbuster movie even a thing? Because it also means, like, Blockbusting is, like, some sort of, like, shit where you, like, force people out of their homes to, like, or something like that, right? Like, it's sort of Yeah, it's it's where you imply Evil landlord shit, right? Yeah, it's where you imply that minorities are moving into the neighborhood, so, and, like, crime will go up, so you induce, like the landed gentry to move out and sell their homes at right. lots. Right. And this is when so, home right. prices are rising. Right. So why does that have anything to do with like big budget movies? It's unclear. We could consult the etymology dictionary, I which I keep the, bookmarked at all times. You see, you see the blockbuster store comes into the neighborhood and then all the little block, all the little video rental stores, they got to get the fuck out because blockbuster ruined the neighborhood. Did you have a mom and pop uh, video rental Hell place yeah, growing did. up? Yeah, uh, we it was did. Right, it was right next. To, it was it was it was a combination video rental and liquor store. <laughs> like just like in Clerks, just like in Clerks. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh my god, that's amazing. Did, I, did, I wondered did Randall for years. and Dante work there? <laughs> no, I I used to go there with my parents and like uh, I'd be like, "What's that next door?" And they're just I I never I've never been in that liquor store ever. And they were like, no. Yeah, no, yeah, they were just like, oh, like, that's where people go in and buy the liquors. <laughs> and we didn't do that. So I was just like, what is, what's in there? Like, And that's, and that's how you became, that's how your interest in, in liquor began. Exactly. And I was like, I was like, there's probably nudie magazines in there. There's all kinds of stuff. Yep. The forbidden fruit, man. Yep. That shit's, that's a real thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, we 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 had a, a what was it Mammoth Video in my, the little town. That's awesome. Where I, uh, where, I, where I grew up, like, yeah, I remember uh, they discovered that people had been like stealing the video games by like, ex- bringing exacto knives in and like uh, cutting open the cases, and they were like, "We are going to shut down our video game section because people keep jacking our shit." I don't remember if they ever went through it, but like, it stopped after that. Did either of you ever work at a video store? 
No, dude, I've never had any non-programming jobs. Like I am like I, I worked bourgeois scum. I worked as a I worked at a TV station, but I didn't work at a video. Yeah, store. the master control thing. Um, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, master uh, controller. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I used to I used to work at a Hollywood video, and like like I've seen people like you know kind of be like, oh no, the death of the the retail video store. I'm like, uh, come on, like. That shit died when Blockbuster and sh- like these chain stores came out. But all, but you know, beside that, I, I do want to do want to talk about like there. I think you guys know. I mean, even having been in a video store, like there's a very particular type of young person who works in a video store. Um, oh yeah. And I wonder where those like the version of those people who are going into the workforce now, like at 16 where are those people going to disperse to? Like, where are they all going to congregate now? Like, cause it's a very, it's a very cynical group. Um, at least seemingly cynical. And, uh, you know, most of them will work there for the rest of their lives and they'll, uh, they'll have uh, very snarky conversations and things like that. Uh, I, I, and they're you all kind end of vaguely... up working at Best Buy. Right. Yeah, exa- that, that's, that's what it, yes, exactly. So like vaguely countercultural, but like mostly like these days they're probably like yay geek culture type people. Oh god! Right? No, I, I, yeah. Where will our nation's cynical teens? Did you go? guys watch Big Bang Theory last night? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> the prepubescent teens watching the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh god. Uh There has to be something we can do with that show. Like send it to the moon and blow the moon up. Like in Dragon Ball Z, we know that was Dragon Ball. I like how they just blow up the moon just like for no real reason. Right. Because and fuck time. It stays blown up. It stays blown up too. Like, like, like. Remember when Cell like flies out and like grabs an asteroid from like the mo- wreckage of the moon and like yeah. sends yeah. it down to Earth and like blows up that city. Yeah, that shit had very like, spe- it just, like it, exacting cannon. Yeah, yeah, I know. The other thing that's crazy about Dragon Ball Z is like, it's like totally like, it's just outfit porn. That's the other thing, right? It's just like, <laughs> like Toriyama just loves designing characters and like they always just look cool as shit. But like he's just very like he's like always like I'm gonna slip in a little bit of a uh, you know uh, a little bit of a twist on somebody's outfit. Like you're gonna see somebody in an outfit you don't normally see him in, right? Like <laughs> and let's it's Goku pan and, and Gohan slowly. in the same. In the Saiyan, in the Saiyan armor, right? Like, or whatever. That was dope. Yeah. Uh, remember? Like when remember, Trunks gets the long hair. Remember uh, Vegeta in the pink shirt with the mustache? Yeah! Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I never saw that episode, but I've seen it. I've seen that, like, screen cap so many times. That made me laugh so avatar. hard. Dude, yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent decision. Um, what else do we got, guys? What else is on your minds? Well, we're at about the hour mark. Um, I wanted to say, oh, uh, did, oh, I don't know if you guys saw, but Outcasts are getting back together, and Wally went for some tours, and Wally was in uh my brief sojourn uh to the European continent recently. All I listened to was Outcasts, so I'm just gonna take credit for that. <laughs> Good job, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> bringing people back together. Um, yes. I, I, I have spreading I, the love. 
I, I do have uh, I, I have a shout out. Uh, recently, I was in San Francisco to visit Colin, um, and I met shout one out. of our listeners uh, for the first time, uh, Lauren, who is both enormously sweet and awesome, and, and can also like, dude can really drink the bourbon. I I was extremely impressed. Um, yeah. So sh- shouts out to Warren. You're awesome. Thank you for shouts out to Warren. Yeah. Shouts out to Warren as well. That guy rules. He's a good man. He's a very good man. Uh, yeah, I was in uh, San Francisco too, briefly. Uh, we, we, didn't we miss each other by like a week, Philip? I think so. No, it was like a month. It was like a month. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a month. Whatever. Same thing. Oh, I forgot that like. I forgot that like San Francisco is like a thing that exists. Uh, it's just so. It has not changed in any perceptible way in years, in the years since I lived there. It is like equal, it is just, it remains nonsensical. In fact, it may, it may considering the bubble that this, that this industry is in right now, it may have gotten more insane. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's bubbles Sorry. their thing. <sighs> All right, dudes. I think, shall we cut this? We should, uh, yeah, we should, we should end the podcast. Got any words of wisdom to leave us with, Philip? Um, nothing. Nothing about Hooters. <laughs> um, I got <laughs> go, Colin. I got some actual words of wisdom that I shared uh, with oh. uh, with another friend of the show recently. Oh yes, yes, that's right. Emily. Uh, well, one of the the Emilys who's a friend of the show. We have many fans named Emily young, for some reason. Young, anyway, what were the what was the wisdom? Young Emily, the wisdom is that all right. If you tell somebody that you like them, and they're not like m- super excited about that, go move on and find somebody else. Because like that, those are some good words it. of like, wisdom. It, it think about so it simple. from if you were if you were rever- just think about it from the reverse, right? Like if somebody you liked told you that they liked you how would you react you'd probably be like hell yeah and you'd be like really excited right and now think about if somebody who you didn't like said hey i like you you'd probably be like yeah well i don't know like i mean you're very attractive but there's just not a spark blah 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 right like that's sort of the 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 response you might say like or you know if you were kind of a chicken shit you were an adult you would say like (laughs) You might say, like, that's very flattering, but uh, no thanks or something like that. Right. right. Like, you know, so it's like, uh, you know, I mean, like, I, I'm speaking from personal experience here. I mean, I definitely have been hung up before on people who did not like me anywhere near as much as I like them. So it's, uh, you know, if someone's not, you know, super fucking excited and jazzed about you, move the fuck on as quickly as you can. Yeah. Like from 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 being in that sort of you know like limerent state, right? Like you don't have right. to like cut them out of your life, but like just get over them. Yep, and it's easy to move. Or just hold Damn. on to that shit, right? And be like, like hold on to it and say like, oh well, you know, if I just keep at it, you know, I just keep at it, then it'll it'll work, right? They just don't. No, that's they just, that's they're just not afraid to work. admit it, right? It's not nope. how it's not how people work. It's not healthy. So that's my word of wisdom. Like, damn if, son, if you're. The person you're not, you're excited 
the person you're excited about isn't excited about you back, move move on. Damn. All right. Mic drop. Um,